Welcome to the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by myself, Danny Perez. This is episode 79 featuring Chuck Thus. Chuck is a former professional hockey player who played his college hockey at Miami University in Ohio. He is a certified professional coach, professional speaker, as well as co-founder and co-host of the Warriors Unmasked podcast. Before we get to today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. All right, well, um, we have Chuck Thus on today, which I'm super excited about. Chuck, welcome. Welcome, Danny, and, and thank you so much. I appreciate your invitation uh, to join you on your podcast, so thank you. No, it's a pleasure having you on and having the opportunity to uh, come on here and talk, and I appreciate your time, so thank you for that. Um, you're a former professional hockey player. Um, you were a goaltender, um, so... I have the whole intro here, but I want you to kind of do it, you know, if you want to introduce yourself too and let everybody know who you are and um, just your hockey background, where you're from and, you know, kind of the, the really cool stuff that you're doing right now. Uh, absolutely. And thank you. And uh, again, my name is Chuck Thus, and, and I was born and raised in just a small community in Ontario, of about 480 people, a place called Arcona. Uh, most people would know maybe the London or Toronto area. I'm, I'm not too far from both of those. And okay. um Originally, I thought I wanted to go to the OHL, Danny, and, and I was drafted by the Ottawa 67s and went to camp and wasn't fortunate enough to make that team, but still had my, my college eligibility. And the next year, I was chosen by the Detroit Ambassadors of the Ontario Hockey League in the expansion draft, and um, they wanted me to come play for them. And, and so that's what I did. And, and nine or 10 games in, I found my bags being packed and being sent back home and um, a little devastated at that point because I wasn't sure what that meant. And, and I wasn't didn't have my college eligibility, but back then you could appeal to the NCAA board to get it back. And uh, Miami University in Ohio was willing to do that for me. And so I headed down to Miami as a walk-on. And uh, you would think that that, would, that story would go really, really well, but that was a little rocky as well. Um, I didn't play varsity for my first three years, did not play a minute. And um, going into my senior year, uh, I was able to work with uh, Mitch Korn, the goalie coach now for the New York Islanders. And Mitch and I have been friends for a long, long time. And, um, he helped me get my game where it needed to be. And um, I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity six games into the season. And when I was given that opportunity, I never looked back and um, played every game, but won the rest of the way and uh, won pretty much every award I think that I could win. And um, I don't say that to impress your listeners. Uh, but more to impress upon them that no matter what it is that you're up against, uh, you just never know how close you are to realizing your dream. And, and just keep going. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other because it, it can be right at the end of the next step. And, um, and I was fortunate enough to, to have that mentality. And, 
and then went on to play eight years professional. Um, and, and probably the, the part that I haven't said yet, because it's the maybe the, uh, the piece that made it all um, probably not worth it at the time. I, I look back and I, I say it not worth it at the time because I didn't understand it. Um, but I was dealing with anxiety and, and some depression and some OCD. And uh, it found its way into from the schoolroom to uh, to my hockey and eventually into my personal life. And um, and until the year 2008, when I hit rock bottom, uh, I was going to take my life. And I was fortunate enough to make a call for help. And um, probably the most important call that I ever made was was that call for help, because it uh, it's allowing me to be here with you today. It's allowing me to be a husband. It's allowing me to be a father. And uh, it's allowing me to do the work that I'm doing, um, as you mentioned, and I'm sure we'll get into that in just a little bit. No, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're obviously all happy that you're here and being able to tell your story, because I think that, you know, it's people do have moments where they're in some tough situations. But when you pull through and you're able to have that story where you persevered and, you know, asked for help, then you're just paving the way for the next generation or, or next person who might be going through that same thing. And your story will, you know, change lives and save lives. So I'm obviously happy to have you here today and, and talk about that and dive into it. And um, yeah, we can sort of segue into that sort of stuff and um, just kind of talk about your, I guess the whole background with anxiety and, and your struggles with mental health and kind of, you know, I guess like the, you know, give context to that how did that start? Was it something that always presented itself in your life that you didn't realize till later on, or just kind of your story with, with all that? You, you know, Danny, that's, that is fantastic. I love the way you, you segue into that. So thank you. And, um, you know, as I look back being a young kid, uh, growing up in Ontario where hockey was, was such, such a huge part of my life as it was with everybody and still is back in Canada. Um, I remember, you know, when I was going to try out for, say, the Adam team or the Bantam team or whichever it was, I, I was such a, an anxious kid. I, I couldn't wait to get to practice. And I wanted to know who was going to make the A team and who was going to be on the, I always needed to know because it brought me that comfort. And until I knew, I really always had that anxiety or that anxious, that nervous feeling about me. Um, I was the same thing, you know, if I knew something, a game was coming up or a big event in my life was happening, I always wanted to know how it was going to turn out. And, 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 you know, in the seventies and the eighties, nobody really talked about anxiety or depression or anything like that. It just, it just wasn't talked about. And so when I went to Miami and I was having some struggles, you know, I would go to all my classes, I would put, turn in all my assignments. I was, um, I, I was really and I'm not touting or, or tooting my own horn, but I was, I was a model student. I mean, I was there every day. I was doing my work. I was on time. And uh, come test time, I had a real difficult time putting the knowledge in my mind onto the paper. And, and my professors couldn't figure it out. I had no idea why I couldn't. So I spent a lot of time in the professor's offices. And, and, and they, would, you know, they would go down the test, and I would just start rambling. I would just start talking about all the material. And, and they'd be like, Chuck. Like, how can you do this in my office, but you can't do it in there? I, I don't get it. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. And, and again, and that was in the early to mid nineties. And, and, and I don't blame anybody at Miami. I, I don't blame anybody for, for any of this. It just, it just, you know, mental health and mental illness wasn't a topic that we discussed. And, and as you well know, Danny, growing up in sports, 
You certainly didn't talk about it in sports or in the, in the locker room or with your coaches. You didn't want anybody to know that you were feeling a little fidgety or a little whatever. You didn't know what, what, to, what word to put on it. But, um, and so it really evolved through time. And every time that I thought I was getting to a place in my life that I was going to be leaving whatever that was because we didn't know what it was, it would show back up in the next stage of my life. Like when I left Miami, I thought, okay, I'm done in the classroom. So, you know, I can leave that behind. Well, before you know it, it showed up on, in my game and I was getting sick before every game that I started. And again, my medical trainers didn't know what it was. They didn't know. They just thought that Chuck was ready to play. You know, he was just geared up. Well, I was ready to play. All right. But, but I was full of anxiety and, and, and I wish when I look back that I would have maybe been able to control that a little bit because I think I would have enjoyed game day a little bit more than I did. Um, but, you know, and then when after I retired, Danny, it's the same thing. I thought, okay, I'm done playing. I'm going to be able to leave that because I don't have that stuff going on in my life anymore. And well, sure enough, it found its way into my, my regular life as well. And uh, before you knew it, I was having panic attacks at work and my, I was full of anxiety 24 hours a day, seven days a week, some days not up being able to get out of bed. Uh, if I was out of getting out of bed, I was, for lack of better terms, I was virtually useless because I couldn't even function. I couldn't hardly walk. I couldn't talk. I, I, I don't even know if I was coherent when I was speaking. Um, and, and then, you know, after the anxiety was there, as you well know, depression started to set in. And, and when you mix those two, man, that, that, that dark, deep, lonely spot, um, it, it's like sitting in a room with all the lights off and somebody telling you to find the door. Um, it, you just don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And, and that's really where I was. And, um, you know, I, I don't think, Danny, if I'm being honest, I, I don't think I wanted to die when I was in 2008 and I had decided to run, drive my truck into a guardrail. Um, I don't think I wanted to die. I just wanted the pain to stop because I was in such a deep, dark, lonely place. I just wanted all that to go away. And the only way that I knew how to do that was, was to leave and to be done. And, um, you know, the only thing I can do is, is thank God that he had me pull over and make a phone call for help because, Again, without that phone call for help, um, I wouldn't be here with you today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, just a couple of things, obviously, before we get into that sort of thing. One thing that you mentioned that I think is super important. It, well, two things that I, I wanted to just kind of um, touch on were you wish you were able to control it better or have a better understanding of it because you would have been able to enjoy game days more. And as someone who's recently been retired and now on the coaching side of things, that's something I always try and reiterate to the guys and that enjoy all of it as far as like hockey goes and the whole process of it, both the good days and the bad days and the process of going to the rink and having those tough, tough skates, tough workouts. And, um, you know, just enjoy the whole process of it because at the end of the day, you look back and you reflect and it's all gone so quickly, you know, like hockey, I reflect in my career and there were times where I was just like, I want this phase of my career to just be over so I can go on to the next. So it's better. And then it's like, there's more hearts. It's just like, enjoy playing the game. It's always going to be difficult. That's just how success works. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be handed to you. So just enjoy it because all that worrying does nothing but take you out of the present moment and out of just enjoying the game for what it is, which is the most important thing. And I'm happy that you mentioned that. Absolutely. And, and I would share that with your guys and any guys that are listening. Is, is enjoy the process, enjoy the day today, 
you know what? Nobody enjoys, you know, doing an hour long skate because you didn't play well the night before or the weekend before, but embrace it. Because I'm telling you, just like you just said, at the snap of a finger, it's over. And, and you live a long time not being an athlete. And, and there's a lot of life to live post-career. And, and you're going to make friendships and you're going to make memories. You're going to do things while you're playing that, that a lot of people don't get to do and they don't get to enjoy. And those friendships are going to last a lifetime. I've been retired for quite some time and I still have friends from college and, and junior hockey and uh, my professional days. And, and, you know, you see them as you well know, you see them and it's like you never left. You just pick right back up. And, um, and, and those are the gifts the game can give you. If, like you said, if you will enjoy it, if you will take it, be present, and if you will just live in the moment and soak it up because you're doing what hundreds of thousands of other kids would love to be doing, I promise. Oh, without a doubt. And, and, and I couldn't agree more. And the second thing I believe you said was just hoping that the, the situation that you were in, like you were waiting for the next, I believe you were saying that you wish that the next situation or you were out of your current one because the next one was going to be better, correct? Yeah. And I think that that's something that I am so guilty of is that there were certain situations I was in that, you know, you want to be out of, or just hope that they, you know, that phase sort of ends that way you're in the next one. So your problems go away. And I think when it comes to anxiety and things of that nature, sure, maybe those specific problems or those specific worries that are things that are giving you anxiety are gone your anxiety manifests in other things anyway. So it's just a matter of getting to the deep rooted, you know, issues there and kind of figuring out, okay, like I just generally have anxiety. This is what I got to do to take care of it because it's going to show up and present itself in multiple situations throughout the rest of my life. So it's not, you know, while getting out of this one, it's going to take it away for this specific thing. Well, guess what? It's still going to show up again in the future and something else. And I, I'm happy that you mentioned that because you have to recognize that because I think a lot of times you just feel like, oh, once we're out of this, we're in the clear forever. It's like, no. That's exactly right. And I chuckle because I, you, you have me thinking back to that time in my life when I used to think, if I could just get through this, I, I won't have to deal with this anymore. And, and I remember the lady that saved my life, that the lady that I made the call to, her name is Sheila. And, um, and, and we are still best friends today, Danny, and we talk quite often and share our life journey and we share wisdom and insights. And, and the one thing that she asked me, I'll never forget this, was early on in my journey with her of, of healing and figuring out what was going on. She said to me, she says, do you know who is always present when you're having a problem? And I remember thinking, hmm, I'm, I'm not really certain what you mean. And I said, can you rephrase? She says, there's somebody, there's something that's always present every time you have a problem. Do you know what or who that is? I'm thinking of myself, I'm thinking of all the people in my life and all the places. And I'm like, no, she says, you are. She says, the problem is within you. And she says, it doesn't matter where you go, what you do, what you're doing, or how far you drive or how far you fly away from your current situation. The problem is within you. And until you address it, until you face it, and like you said, until you get some tools to deal with it and you understand it it's always going to manifest and it's always going to be there until you face it. And when she gave me that wisdom and she gave me that knowledge, it was such a gift because you hear, and I'm not against people starting new, you know, some people move from say New York city to Colorado or Colorado to Utah, or they're moving all people move all over the country, all over the world all the time. But when they're doing it to get a fresh start, 
because there's too many problems where they are, I often think to myself, you're just packing up your problems in your suitcase and you're bringing them wherever you're going because you're not willing to look at and face the issue. And a lot of times it's within us, just like you said. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I couldn't agree more on that. And I think um, that'll resonate with a lot of people because I think a lot of us have always, or majority of people have been there and, and know that feeling as well. And then you kind of get, make that move or, you know, the situation changed and it's still there. It can actually be even more frustrating when that happens. You know what I mean? So yes. I know exactly what you mean. Um, and I wanted to talk about you reaching out for help and, you know, kind of the power in that. And I want you to talk about, you know, being vulnerable and how it was the best decision you ever made in your life. And I just kind of talk about, you know, the event that transpired where you try to take your own life and, and reaching for help and um, just kind of, I guess, talk, walk us through that instance and yeah. how grateful you are to have had someone that you could have reached out to and, and making that call. Cause I know it's very difficult to do and kudos to you for doing that. But um, yeah, I just talk, talk about that experience. Yeah. I if, remember, you feel, if you feel comfortable, obviously, whatever. You just... uh, absolutely. And thank you. Um, if, if there's one thing that I've learned, Danny, and it took me a little bit longer, maybe than most. And some people would say that's because I was a goalie and I, I may have a few screws loose upstairs or whatever, but 1000% is that, you know, the more you're willing to share, you just don't know who you're helping. And, and if you keep your journey tight, you keep all your experiences tight, you're not helping anybody. And, and so I learned that. And, and so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share it. And, uh, I remember the fall day in 2008, I was driving down Interstate 10 and I was in a, my Yukon and, and it was a pretty, pretty dark, quiet, lonely day, um, full of anxiety, fully depressed, um, was, was, had left one business location and I was headed home and and I just thought to myself, man, would I ever be in a better spot if this, should, if this would all just be over? And, and my wife wouldn't have to worry about me anymore and see me in this dark spot. My kids wouldn't have to, you know, see their father in this spot. And, um, and we were doing a pretty good job of hiding it from them, to be honest. But you, you still, you worry about them, right? And I thought to myself, the world would just be a better place if I wasn't here and I'd be out of this pain. And, and I remember vividly stepping on the gas. And I thought, would 85 miles an hour do it? Could, could, I, could I ram that guardrail at 85? And would that do it? Because if I'm going to do this, I want it to look like an accident. And I want it to be over because I don't want to answer any questions about what happened. And, and so I stepped on it. And I had it. And I was crying. I, was, I couldn't cry any harder. My eyes were filled up. And I had them running, my tears running down my cheeks. And something came over me within about 100 yards of the guardrail. And I slammed the brakes on and I pulled over and I just sat there and cried. And, and I had a, uh, my mother had given me a business card a few years earlier from a lady back home in Canada. And, and I don't know if my mom knew on some level, uh, she must've, that I was going to be in a, in a spot that I needed someone to support and help me. And so she asked me, she told me, she says, here's a business card. I know this lady really, really well. And she said, if you ever need help, you ever need anything in life? She said, you call this lady. She's wonderful. I was like, okay, mom, you know, like whatever, um, back. Cause I didn't at that point, four years earlier, I wasn't thinking anything like this. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I reached in my pocket and I, and I called her, had never talked to her ever in my life. And, um, uh, I just, she, she, thank goodness she answered. And I just said, uh, I said, you don't know me. I said, my name is Charles Suss and you don't know me. I said, but I just don't want to live anymore. 
I said, I'm just, I'm done. And, and the phone went quiet and she says, you're going to be okay. And there's such a voice, Danny, that brought such a peace and calm over me. And all I remember thinking is, wow, I really don't believe you that I'm okay, but I have no other choice but to follow you and, and to follow your lead. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I remember that phone call, the, the amount of strength and, that it took to make it, but how good I felt after I made it. And, and I was by no means what I would call healed. But I can tell you one thing is I took a whole bunch of weight off my shoulders that day and I shared it with Sheila and she was able to share that burden with me. And now I was able to start working towards healing, but I knew I couldn't do it alone. And, and every time that I share, just like I'm sharing with you here today, it's another degree of healing and, and it's another weight that's taken off my shoulders. And it's, I feel like it's, Somebody somewhere needs to hear this. And that's why you and I are on here. And, and that vulnerability piece, you are so right, my friend. It is, it is powerful beyond words. And, and we're not brought up that way, right? As hockey players, we're not brought up to be vulnerable. We're brought up to be hard and rugged and mean. And you're a hockey player. You're tough. You're strong. You're all of this stuff that everybody thinks and labels you as. And it's almost that we become without feelings anymore. And we just, we want to run through a wall to make that next team. We want to run through a wall to play college or junior. We'll run through and, and, and not tell anybody of the pain we're going through. But I learned, and as I'm, I know you have too, is that vulnerability piece is so empowering. It is, um, it will give you strength. It will give you power. It'll give you wisdom and knowledge and direction. And it'll give you everything that you need to continue to put one foot in front of the other if you're willing to be vulnerable. It's, it's magical. Yeah, no, one million percent. And like you mentioned, after you made that phone call, the weight that was off your shoulders and kind of the feeling that you had after, is, it is a very powerful feeling. And just knowing that this deep secret that you have is, is no longer that deep secret because I think that carries so much weight. And I think when it gets to that point, the heaviness of it is – at, you know, very unbearable. And I think I, you know, I always suggest people like, Hey, like always when you, when you're starting to feel things, mention it because you keep suppressing it. It's going to over time add more weight and more weight and more weight and more weight. And then that pressure, it's going to, it's going to come to a point where it's got to break. And that is where it gets dangerous. And, you know, it, at times I think it can be even more embarrassing to open up at that point as opposed to if you just said something earlier and nipped it in the butt before it got really out of hand. And, and, you know, you can attest to that. And like you yeah. mentioned about just being vulnerable, people are there for you. People are here for you. People want you here and people want to, you know, be there for you and just understanding that. And Hey, like everyone's here for you. You know, that's why we created this platform. Like you mentioned, we're resources people to reach out to. And um, I know you, we both know that it, it can get dark at times and you'd feel like there is no one in your corner, but, um, you know, that's exactly why we're doing things like this. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing, Danny, is I think back to when I was going through my journey and, and, and people weren't quite as likely to speak up um, and you truly did feel alone. And I know right now that there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that feel alone, but, but I want to make sure that we're very clear. You are not alone, that you are not alone on this journey. There are people that understand exactly where you are. 
you're one of them, I'm one of them, and there's people in your life, whoever it is that's listening, there's people in your life that understand because they've been through it or they're going through it. You're not the only one. I know when I was going through it, man, I thought nobody else could be dealing with this. Nobody else could even fathom what I'm going through. Like I'm, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And, and the more you talk and the more you share, you start to find out that there's a whole bunch of Danny Perez's. There's a whole bunch of Chuck Thusses. There's a whole bunch of Clint Millar Chucks. There's a whole, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of us and, and we're all in this together and we're there to help each other. We're there to help you. We're there to help anybody that needs, needs to be picked up after you skinned your knees, or you think you're in that dark spot alone. And, and just know that when you pick that phone up to make that call, there's somebody on the other end of the phone that wants to hear your voice and they want to walk this journey with you. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I say this, I've been saying this a lot almost every episode now recently is that the one thing I've realized just from doing this is that there's more people that are just like me who have something that they've dealt with before or currently deal with. And there are people who don't. So it's just yeah. a matter of like, what's the stigma? Like there shouldn't be any, cause at some point we all go through something to some degree. So it's just a matter of like, Okay, like it's just normal. It is what it is. It's yeah. It's, it's not something that's completely insane to go through or deal with. No, and 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 it's not. It doesn't pick or choose who they're going after. I mean, you know, just recently here, we we've heard Carrie Price come out and say that he's dealing with some things and he needs some time to work through some things. And and if somebody at the National Hockey League level for fifteen years, and and I think Carrie makes ten or eleven or twelve million dollars a year, whatever it is. I know he gets paid very well because he's he's an absolutely phenomenal goalie. But if Carrie Price can come out and say that he's struggling with something. Hey, it can happen to any of us. I promise you. And, and, and that by no means makes Carrie, you know, better than any of us. I'm just saying that it doesn't pick or choose, you know, who oh, it without goes. A doubt. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, with, without a doubt. It's hundred percent. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Talk about kind of your journey now. And, and from that process of, of reaching out and getting help, some of the tools that you've learned, um, you know, kind of, I guess, resources that you've developed or things that you do on a day-to-day basis that, help you with, with coping and, and mitigating the anxiety and, and the depression and the OCD that you mentioned as well. Like just some of the tools that you've learned that, that, um, that help you. Absolutely. And, and again, thank you. And, and, and one of the biggest things, Danny, that I've learned is that I'm important. And I know that may sound funny, but, or, or strange. So I'll explain myself a little bit. I've learned that, that I matter, that, that Chuck matters to a degree that I have to take care of myself. Because if I don't, nobody else will. And, and I was always that guy that was running myself in the ground to make sure that everybody else was taken care of. And I still do that, but I now do it after I know that I'm in a good spot. And in order to put Chuck in a good spot, I love meditation. I am a very big, big proponent of, of meditation. And I don't mean, you know, 30, 40 minutes or an hour long. That, that If that's for you, I love that. But for me, it's a 10 to 15 minute before I start my day, be quiet in that quiet time, center myself, ground myself, connect myself with, with, the, with the universe, and, and just start in a really, really healthy, clean-minded spot. Um, so that's the one thing that I love to do. I, I love to read. I'm an avid reader of, of so many books to, to, to bring my awareness to, to what I'm feeling and what I'm understanding. The book I'm reading right now is by Neville and it's called The Power of Awareness. 
And, and it is an amazing book. And it's books like that, that I love to educate myself and, and stimulate my mind and my soul and my spirit. And um, so that's another thing that I, I, I love to do as well. And, um, and then the, probably the third thing, and it kind of goes along with the meditation, Danny, is I love my me time. And again, I, I might be a little bit, people might sound, think I'm sounding selfish, uh, but it doesn't come from a selfish point of view at all. Um, I, I'm a busy guy, just like all of us are. I have a wife and two kids that are very busy and I have a lot of responsibilities, but I love to take 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes out of my day to whether it's be in the backyard with my dog, just sit on the back porch, um, just go for a drive, no radio, no nothing, just me and my thoughts, or, or as Jim Carrey used to say, me, myself, and Irene, <laughs> because sometimes I think there's three personalities in here too. Yeah. So, uh, but, but that, that me time, um, and sometimes I do something special for myself. Sometimes I'll go to the local coffee shop and just get a small coffee because I love to do that. And it's, it's just cherishing and treating myself. And some people say, well, that sounds kind of silly, but it, it's just, it's doing something that I want to do for me, not because I'm told to do it, not because I have to do it, but it's because of me. And, uh, and that really, really, you know, those three things really help keep my bucket full and, uh, and making sure that I have enough to give to the rest of the world to help support people on their journeys or whatever is, whatever is being called for me to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the fact that those are kind of just some simple things. Um, I think a lot of the times I'm like, I'm always say I'm guilty of it, but it's true. Um, we think that grand things are going to kind of solve our problems, like winning the lottery, this boat, this house, car, whatever the case is. And it's just, I think, yeah, those things are great, but at the end of the day, they don't fulfill and they don't like, you know, like you said, fill that bucket. And one thing I've realized is kind of going through my journey of this all is that I find pleasure and peace and being most present in those simple things like you just mentioned you know being out in nature and and taking time for myself and um yeah just just simplifying my life and you know it's I think yeah not saying it, not not knocking those things at all but it's just I think that to, to think that you're gonna get happiness and, and peace in in those things is it's just not gonna happen no and, and happiness the one thing I've learned as well as I'm sure you have by your comments is, is happiness is an inside job. Yeah. Um, you know, fast cars, and big boats, and beautiful homes, they can add to that happiness. Yeah. For you know, sure. Because, because it makes life a little more glitzy and glamoury or whatever, but, yeah. but, but those aren't the root of happiness. Mm -hmm. and, and the proof in that is, and I would ask your listeners to think back if you're wondering what we mean, you know, when you, you're like, Oh, if I, if I could just have those Lululemon pants, man, my life would be so good. Mm -hmm. And so you go to Lululemon and you buy those pants and you're all jazzed and you get in the car and, and an hour later you put them and you're just like, hmm. the buzz and the excitement from buying those $120 Lululemon pants is gone, right? It's no longer the, it's now what's next. Well, what can I do next? Oh, and, yeah. and it's because there isn't happiness in those things, but happiness comes from within. And, and I can tell you, as you know, that when you're happy and when you're at a good place and peace inside, those things will add to your happiness, but they won't create it. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I don't want to take up too much of your time here. I, I am really appreciative of you coming on. And the way that I like to you know, end all the episodes is what is something that you would 
tell your younger self that you wish you knew? Or maybe it's a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who's going through similar things, the exact same thing, or just someone going through a hard time. Um, what is that? Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Because life is such a gift. And every day has magic in it. As long as we're willing to stop and look for it, every day is a gift and every day has magic. And, and if you will cherish the moment that you're in and just be fully immersed in it, you will see that magic and you will feel that gift and your life will be enriched 100%. But we are in a society today that tells you to go, 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 get to the next thing, get to the next thing, get to the hurry, hurry, hurry. And so you have to be very mindful to be in the moment and to enjoy it and to, and, and, and live the process because every minute is just, there's so much to offer. There's so much to gain. And, um, and if I would have known that at a much younger age, um, and I'm not saying that I've regretted my life or that I, I just, I feel like there's times that I've missed out on some things because I wasn't present and I wish I could go back to do that. Um, but thank goodness it didn't take me till I was 80 to realize it. So yeah. I look at that side of it too. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I, that's awesome. And um, I couldn't agree more with any of that. So um, I really appreciate again, your time, you being vulnerable and telling your story. I know it's going to help out a lot of people and it's going to really make an impact. So um, again, thank you for that. And just super appreciative of, of you coming on here and telling your story on this platform. Well, and Danny, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and I appreciate that you've made a platform for us to do this because it's important work, and, and we're all in this together, and, and it includes the people that are listening. It includes you. It includes me and, and everybody. We're, we are in this together, and, um, and just one last word. If, if there's something that you're struggling with or if you're just not feeling okay, just pick up the phone and talk to somebody. They're waiting. They want to hear from you. And people are just, they stand ready to walk the journey with you and empower you so that you too can be the best version of yourself and you too can enjoy every minute of every day because it's a gift and, and we should treat it as such. It's awesome. No, thank you. That's, that's a great way to end it and um, very powerful stuff. So I, again, I really do appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you as well.